answering your tough financial questions for the past 26 years. It's Allworth's Money Matters with co-hosts Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to All Worth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McClain. Glad you are with us, both myself and my co-host here. We're both financial advisors, certified financial planner, charter financial consultant. We uh, spend our weekdays with people like yourself, helping them plan their financial futures. We come here on the weekends to be your financial advisors on the air. And our primary objective is to help you make wise choices with your savings, uh, to be in a, a point in life where work is an option and not an obligation, and... Um, we deal with everything financially, all the financial stuff that people deal with. Yes, like mortgages, 401ks, taxes, estate planning. Investments. If you'd like to join us, we'd love to take your call. 833-99-WORTH. One other thing I might say is, <clears throat> so we're financial advisors. We're, finan- we're primarily financial planners and retirement planners. Um, and the, I think the distinction there is, I think sometimes people look at a financial advisor and they think, well, I'm going to hire this advisor and they're going to invest my money and they're going to tell me when to get into the stock market and when to get out of the stock market. When should I buy Apple? When should I buy gold? Right. And studies after studies show that that's a futile approach. Yes. <laughs> we believe that the greatest amount of value can, can be made in the proper financial planning. Things such as, do I contribute to a pre-tax 401k or does a Roth 401k make more sense? Do I claim Social Security now, and what about for my spouse? Do I defer the Social Security? Do I refinance my mortgage into a 15-year or a 30-year? Do I increase my overall stock exposure in my portfolio, or do I decrease my stock exposure? Do I take my retirement income from my Roth? Do I take it out of dividends? Do I spend down some money in savings, or do I draw from my IRA or my 401k? (laughs) All of those. What am I planning on leaving when I pass on? So if I'm leaving some percentage to my kids, how should those? How should I think about my investments there? What about if I want to take care of a charity when I pass? Do I structure something differently there? And if I plan on taking care of this charity, do I do something now in my lifetime today where I give up control in return for an in- income stream that won't last me? That'll last me to my dying. Those are all the kinds of things that um, we like to think about. And how to pay for children's educations and... All that, yes. And if you want to be part of the program, a question. Actually, Scott, I had three of those conversations that um, that you just mentioned yesterday with clients. Three of those th- things we talked about, mostly around the charitable um, aspect. These were probably clients that have been clients for a number of years, and we're g- getting a little up yeah, there later <clears throat> in life. And we're now spending a lot more time talking about uh, what's going to happen with their assets at their passing than we had in the past. Mostly because I brought it up in the past. <laughs> and they were younger, and now they're getting older. And, and then, the- Yeah, and now they're you, you bring it up, and you say, well, you might want to consider this. And then two or three years later, they'll say, you know, you talked about this a couple years ago. Well, and a good financial planner, a good financial advisor will help you in all those kind of areas to make sure that the dollars are there to accomplish what your objectives are. That's right. In fact, one of the clients... We knew, you know, this doesn't happen to everyone, but this particular company, this guy owned a company. He sold the company, hardworking guy his whole life, sells the company. All of a sudden, he's really well off. Never knew he was really well off. Thought he was always pretty middle of the road until he sold his biggest asset, which was the company that he was that he owned, started from scratch. And uh, we took his accounts and we split them in half and we managed one uh, as if his children owned it and the other as is if he owns it. So they have different risk profiles on both of them. And you're like, the kids, he probably didn't even really care what the value was in that because he knows it's going to be for his kids way out there. That's right. And yes, and yesterday we had the conversation. And it's it's all behavioral finance issues why he split the accounts. That's right, 100%. Had uh-huh. nothing to do, you could have had it all in one account. Well, I was on it, Scott, so I was, it was interesting. I was on a Zoom meeting with him yesterday and there was another advisor on the Zoom meeting 
and my client and his wife. And I and we were talking about this. And I said, is this an amazing conversation that we're having right now? He said, what do you mean? I said, imagine when the day you started that company back there 40 years ago, when you were just scraping enough money to pay the rent your first day that you'd be having this conversation. <laughs> and his wife said, it really is quite an amazing thing. I thought, this was his, this is his life's work that he monetized, right? A business that he monetized. And now he's trying to figure out how to push it down to the next generation as efficiently. And we use the word efficient. That normally means tax efficient as possible. Anyway, a little tangent there. Yeah, well, that's a good tangent. Calls. 833-99-WORTH. We'll start off with the call. I also want to spend some time talking about the markets because- A little volatile. Well, finally, we had some volatility return because it felt like uh, straight up. Yes. And this Tesla stock just continues to amaze me. <laughs> the market caps on some of these things, just it's mind-boggling to me. And by the way, if, you're, if you own Tesla stock, you don't own a piece of Elon Musk. Yeah. That might be, I mean, I don't know what he could potentially create in the future because there's not many people quite like that because um, he continues to... Well, he knows how to maximize uh, uh, credits from the government. That's for there. sure. He's great at it. <laughs> <That's> what, <laughs> everything. Well, not, every, not everything, but his last three ventures that we know of. Not, yeah, four. Because he had that underground, boring, Adams, boring thing. It had some sort of government subsidy. Of Solar, government subsidy. Of course. Space, government subsidy. Uh, Electric power, of course. government oh, yeah. subsidy. Yeah. I'm actually just going to open up a company called Government Subsidy, and we only do things that have government <laughs> subsidies. Eight three three nine nine worth. Let's start with Min. Min, you're with All Worth's Money Matters. Oh, hi. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. I, I have a question about uh, the uh, taking advantage of the mortgage rate that's you know been uh, out lately. Yep. Uh, and uh, I found uh, you know there's a couple of companies on the internet that basically advertise a no cost fee as a really great rate, uh, no no point no cost. Yeah. But uh, they, the the minimum requirement is a three hundred thousand uh, dollar loan amount, and I'm at two seventy five, so I'm twenty five thousand away from that. Uh, and if, if I want to take advantage of that with that particular uh, loan amount, they want to charge me like a one point five percent origination fee, right? <laughs> so, so, so one of my thought was to get around this. Would you recommend maybe toying around with doing getting a second on that home? Why couldn't you? It cost a lot less. Why couldn't you just? A second's not going to accomplish your objective. So what? you've got a mortgage now of two hundred seventy-four thousand, and you want to get yep, a lower yep. rate on it. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, I mean, what you you got to run the numbers and see what's the cheapest, but it might be less expensive for you to do the $300,000 loan. As soon as the mm-hmm. loan closes, you simply write a check for $26,000 to your mortgage company and pay down your principal. The, the problem is that they, they, they want – it goes from a zero point to a one one point five. Yeah, so get the, take a $300,000 loan, if the, yeah. assuming there's no prepayment penalties. Which normally there is not. Yeah. Yeah. So you, but it'll call. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you 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 stated earlier that three hundred thousand dollars. They they don't charge anything. Is that? Oh no no. It's actually they they don't charge me. At, here's the weird thing for two hundred seventy four thousand uh, dollars. If, you if my costs. loan balance, yeah yeah. Oh, if it's your so loan exactly. balance. What about if you take out some cash out? That's the problem, and so I, 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 I basically say, hey, what if I take cash out? Yeah, you could do that, but that's when they up oh, the origination. What? Oh, what, that makes some make, other phone calls. Yeah, yeah. What's your, uh, <laughs> what's your interest rate on your mortgage today? At three point five right now. We well, should definitely refinance. Yeah. How old are you? Uh, I'm in my fifty. I'm just, I'm, uh, you know, one year below fifty, I should say. Okay, so I do uh, a fifteen year, fifteen year fixed rate, and just go yeah. to a local brokerage firm. They all have access to the same products, by the way. The the advertised internet rate is really crazy. I mean, I'm looking. Yeah, at, but they're not delivered it to yeah, you. But, but you yeah. just said that it's not yeah. really what they said, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So here yeah, you are, and they're right. finding they're finding ways where they they where they're yeah, not going to offer that to you. you know, it's they said, like a switch and bait, right? Well, no, 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 that's what. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or bait and switch. Yeah, bait and switch. Yeah. But but the 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 idea though. What you're saying makes sense. You should but refinance it. There's no such thing as a free lunch. So if they're, no. the, the no-cost ones are going to have slightly higher rates, and they bury that in 
What ends up happening? The brokerage firm yeah. eats the cost. They are paying the title yeah. company. They're paying all those fees. They yeah. get paid. So they, in order for that loan to be valuable in the secondary marketplace, it yeah. has to have a slightly higher rate than what's. By the way, what Scott yeah. says there is the hundred percent the truth, which is yeah. the secondary marketplace actually determines the interest rate on the loans. One hundred percent. Not the okay. not your typical lender today. So those yeah. that actually are saying no cost, no fee, their interest yeah. rates will be a little bit higher, or yeah. they'll accept a, a lower margin. So I use you could go to a, uh, like a LoanDepot.com, which is okay. a reputable one, or you could go to yeah. Rocket Mortgage, which is a reputable firm, or you could okay. go to your local broker. And I yeah. would compare all three of those rates. I'd go to LoanDepot.com, yeah. I'd go to Rocket Mortgage, and then I'd go to the local guy on the corner. But it's or the, girl. the fact that it say it has to be for a three hundred thousand dollar loan, and you say that's fine, I'll take a three hundred thousand dollar loan, and they come back and say, "Oh, wait a minute, you've got to take yeah. twenty six thousand dollar cash out. It's not going to qualify." Yeah. But if you sign here today, press hard three copies, we will get you yeah. this one. Right? I I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just uh, stay away from them. Basically, what you yeah, said. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do anything <laughs> with them. I just wouldn't. If especially if you use the word bait and switch, because I typically yeah. are trying to stay away from doing business with people who I don't feel good about. Got it. Got it. It's yeah. Kind of, <laughs> that's, kind of, yeah that's exactly right. Yeah. There's plenty of other options. Yeah. Out yeah. There. Yeah. It's not like, like it's only the government that's. Well, and yeah, I was at a retail store and I was trying to return something. And someone said to me, well, our policy is. And well, my, I said, well, my policy is I get to return it. They said, well, where did you get your policy? And I said, well, I got my policy the same place you got your policy. <laughs> I made it up. <laughs> I made it up. And the lady said to me, you can't have a policy. I said, oh, that's yeah, hilarious. I, I absolutely have a policy. So anyway. How old was this poor woman you were talking with? Like in her 40s. <laughs> she took it back. They took it back? Yeah. Well, the manager came in. He said, well, that's against my policy. I said, well, I'm going to share with you my policies. So we have policies. We all have You're policies. like, if you'd like to see me come in the store again, because I know Amazon would take it back. No questions asked in a heartbeat. And I wasn't wrong here. I was right. Your policy just said that I can't. And remember, everyone has their own policy. Some people write them down. Some people keep them in their ass. But everyone has their own policy. And some make it up on the fly. <laughs> we all have our own policy. We have, right? Now, Pat is also the kind of person who uh, will go to Jiffy Lube and negotiate the price for an oil change. If there's no one in front of me in line. <laughs> or negotiate at the supermarket. You might not now because you no. cash flow is not quite as tight as it was when you were 25. Yes. But I just remember some stories of you like negotiating at the supermarket. Like you can't negotiate at the supermarket. Like why can't I negotiate it? Just because you're a supermarket who says the price is not negotiable. This this is in fact yes. I <laughs> there was not a lot of resources floating around the place that, I grew up. <laughs> the McLean household at the time that was not. If we, you could save four bucks on that thing, you, let's just say we weren't flush with disposable cash. <laughs> let's uh, continue on with calls. Um, We'll talk with Paula. Paula, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hi there. Hi, Paula. Um, hi. So my husband and I late last year both got new jobs and moved to a new house in a new county. Wow. Uh, bought a house there. Um, and then he passed away this oh, January. Oh, dang it. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. And um, so I still own our former house in the old county, and I have it rented out. For now, but next year I want to sell it, and I want to either put the proceeds toward the mortgage of my current house that we bought, or invest it. So I wanted to get yeah. you to take on all this. Yeah. Here's part, kind of a rule of thumb: when um, there's a sudden change like this, particularly death of a spouse, is try to avoid any major decisions for as, as long as possible. Right? It, yeah. And we'd like to say minimum. Particularly irrevocable months. decisions and mm -hmm. investment decisions because uh, it's hard just to get clarity in life, right? And you had, right. you moved to this uh, house that you're in now with a certain mm -hmm. plan, right? With your husband. Yeah. Life was going to be a certain way. And then life happened and your husband passed on. And now you're still in a point like, I have no idea what my future is going to look like. Right. Is that, is that or fair? where I'm going to be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you have well, 
Do you have children, Paula? We ha- we have children, yeah, but they're they're kind of spread out and they're not near. And how old are you, Paula? I'm 57. And do you work outside the home? I do, yes. So I I do. I work. Um, I earn about forty three thousand a year, so not a whole lot. His was the bulk of our um, our income. And what do you owe on this house now? Mm-hmm. I owe um, on the current house. I owe three hundred and eighteen. And what's the equity value in the old house that you had? Uh, so, so if you had a loan mm-hmm. on it and you sold it, how much cash would you walk away from? Yeah. So let's see. Um, we figure we could sell it for five hundred and fifty thousand, and right now I owe two ninety four on it. So whatever that difference is, I don't have a okay. calculator here. So net of fees, you're going to walk with about uh, two hundred. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. a little more. Yeah, not not much, but mm-hmm. about two hundred. And tell me about okay. the house you're in now. So this is why you want to take time in the decision making. Mm-hmm. Is it too big for you? yourself is it the wrong location no, or right location how do you feel about location that? It, it it's good I, I love the house um i just don't know if i want to stay here all my friends are yeah. in our other county two and a half hours away oh, so. oh god it's a big move it. then so what do you think about yeah. moving into the house that you've sold or that you're that you're uh, renting that the house you're renting yeah I don't know if I'd want to move back to that house. Okay, and how so much of us in it? Yeah, oh, I, I get that. The house that you're in now, what's yeah. that worth? Um, it's worth about four twenty. Okay, and what's a what would a house co- cost you if you move back to the area that you left? What would it cost? Yeah, it, yeah. It, uh, well, it, like it'd be about five hundred and fifty. The house that I that okay, that's in the same old kind of county. thing. Yeah, yeah. And did you receive any life insurance proceeds? Um, we did, yeah. I got $25,000 for life insurance. I do have other investments. How so, much? Um, I've got 571 in a rollover IRA, um, 86000 in a Roth IRA, and then an individual account, about 218000 And I've got a deferred annuity of 218000 and some when did you buy the annuity? Um, oh, this was from this is from a, a former marriage a long time okay. ago. All right, all right, so okay, it's, right. it's old. Yeah. Okay. yeah, Don't buy any more annuities, yeah. please. Oh, and you said no, you no, had no, how no. much in a brokerage account? I've got um, two hundred eighteen in an individual account. And is that invested in stocks and bonds? That two eighteen? Yes. Yeah. Um, so here's what I like. Here's what uh, I, I sell both how, homes, and you you're going to have. Four hundred. You're going to have close to the enough, enough cash you need. You'll need a little more, and you take it out of your investments. So you have a home paid for the brokerage account because so got, it's fifty-seven, and you don't have to worry about any capital gain tax, or it's going to be negligible because uh, you receive but, but, what's called a step-up basis. Let's take it one step further. Yeah. When your husband died, did he have any money in his IRAs? Um, he did, but those went to his kids. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. So I like. So, and, and the house has already stepped up when he passed yep. away. That's right. It was That's right. Stepped yep. up. That's right. To the five fifty. Yep. yep. Five hundred and fifty. Yeah. That's right. So I would give it some time, but this is the way I would be thinking, and I agree with Scott uh, this time a hundred percent, which is take the proceeds of the sale of both homes, take the money out of the brokerage account, pay cash yes. for a home. Uh, and then you can afford to live at $43,000 a year. Probably, mm-hmm. uh, assuming that you're going to mm-hmm. work till 65, I would do a good financial plan um, mm-hmm. to see uh, what the income would look like. You may want to go on your husband's uh, Social with, Security with, um, at age 60. Property taxes, mm-hmm. is the, can she um, transfer her property tax base? Or she has that, to buy down, I think, right? Well, so here, here's another thing. I wanted to stay in my current home for about four years and retire at 62. That's what I'm okay. looking at. So I don't want to sell the, the new house yeah, for right. about four years. So in the meantime, what do I do? Our, our intention was to sell the, the, the former house and either get a rental or do something, invest it. You could do that. Way. You could do that. Yeah, you can but do I that. Don't want, I don't. I don't I don't have the heart to do a rental. I don't. Well, then I've don't do that. Just before. take it and invest yeah. it, or keep it in cash. No, or pay, or take it and pay down your mortgage. Or pay down your mortgage. It does okay, the same that thing. Was my question. Yeah, it yeah. does the same. I would thing. pay it. I, 
If you so my my I have three older sisters. My sister Lisa is fifty seven years old. You're fifty seven. So mm-hmm. as I'm having mm-hmm. this conversation, I'm picturing that I always try to. It's funny mm-hmm. when I when I deal with client issues, I always try to find someone I care about in my life around that same stage in life. Um, she's not married, and so I, I, I try to like. I don't. I find it just helps me because I don't can't even see your face. So sure. <clears throat> I'm trying to make a person out of you. <laughs> um, well, that's awfully nice, Scott. <laughs> no, I'm just. And, and there's no question. It would be sell the house right. with the renter in it. That's right. That's right. List the thing now and then, sell it with the renter in it. Take that cash and throw it against your mortgage. And that way, you actually have uh, resources that if you sell this house, you can just move that. You know, it's just like putting money in the bank. Uh-huh. At a higher interest rate than you would be putting it at a bank because the interest you're paying on the home is higher. So I would do that. I'd actually even look at, Scott, I would look at actually paying this house off 100% because it's going to anyway. be hard for her to stay in that house at $43,000 a year in income. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're going to draw gonna, it down If anyway. you sell that, you're going to be able to pay the, the mortgage down quite a bit. That, or even if you had to take a small distribution from somewhere, but, yeah. but you're not going to have any tax consequence with the money in the brokerage. Account. That's right. I would, I would yeah, find, and that- you could reallocate the portfolio any way you want. So, I, I, and by the way, we just yeah. told you don't do anything for three, at least three <laughs> months or six well, months. He passed away in January. But, this is time about yeah, reducing I've been risk. About it for a while. But yes, that's yeah. that, so. That's what actually what I was going to say. Already, is, you already left the family home, right? A year ago. Yeah, yeah. So that's already you've already made that decision as a couple. So you left the family home. Now we're just talking right. about. What's the best investment for Paula at this point? And the concept of you having no mortgage payment and the freedom mm-hmm. that that could bring you uh, while you're finishing okay. up your career yeah. seems to me, I don't know how you. Yeah. And I would suggest sitting yeah. down with a qualified advisor. If you didn't have any other assets, we'd, we'd be worry. having different conversations. Yes, but, yes. but you mm-hmm. do. So if mm-hmm. you look at your overall net worth, you're doing very, very well. It's just tied up in, a lot of it's tied up in real estate. We want it to be tied up mm-hmm. in your home equity, the one you're living in. Um, ah, okay. And I, based, and, and the home Even that, though I'm only going to stay there for four years. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't you're matter. Still, you're going to move. You're probably paying 3% or more in interest. 4.125. Yeah, so that's why. It'd be like taking... It, it, it's like taking that money and you couldn't call You can't refinance it right now because you probably don't have the income. Nope. Yep. And exactly. T- it's like taking that money and getting a 4.1% return on it by paying down your mortgage. That's exactly okay. what it Not is. Not paying it out is the same as it coming in. That's right. It. And that's why we would actually do that. So your bank's going to tell you to buy some big old fat annuity or put it in this account mm-hmm. or do that. Mm-hmm. But no yeah. one can guarantee a 4.1% return, but I can by you just keeping yeah. that money against your own debt. And then uh-huh. four years from now, you decide whether you're going to move there, you're going to move to Idaho, you're going to move wherever. That's a pot mm-hmm. of cash that you can use, the liquidation of the sale. So you're saying sell the, the former house, take that, let's just say, 200000 profit and put it toward the mortgage of – or to, put it toward the principal of this That's right. That's right. current home. Okay. And then right. I would dig into that brokerage account and the see what – Yep. And take out yeah. probably the difference, which is my uh-huh. guess is there's some bonds, there's something in there, and pay off the rest of it so you are now debt free. Uh huh. Okay. All right. All right. And so that makes sense. You've got to actually get some guidance on that brokerage account because there's going to be tax implications. Not much because there's, there's always got to step assuming up. Assuming it basis. was community property or structured the proper way, which yes. probably was. So that's what I look at. Mm-hmm. The house that you're selling is it in the Northern California area? Yes, uh-huh. I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't wait too long. No, the markets yeah. are hot. This thing is crazy. And there's plenty yeah. that will buy it with a renter in it. That's right. Huh. So don't wait to sell it. I'm no, going to wait until w- next year. No, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't wait. I wouldn't there's wait. There's a lots of institutional investors that are snapping up homes, too. These There's publicly traded companies yeah. that own uh, rental homes now. That's yeah. the business they're in. I wouldn't wait. Yeah. I, and, and okay. Just list it, and if you don't get what you want, just take it off the and market. Then you don't have a mortgage payment. You think about that. You can work. And I, I agree with Pat. I, I'd visit with a good financial advisor right now to kind of map things out. Like, what's this look like between now and 62, the time you're going to retire? What's mm-hmm. it look like afterwards? And you, you might you you might be in a position where you can afford to have a little extra income coming from your other accounts if need be. Mm-hmm, to help yeah. supplement some some of your some income, some lifestyle for you. Yeah. Yeah, I've those are the things. That too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, those are the things that we that that you need to. I mean, 
because that's not a lot. That's not a huge salary, even with the home pay, because you still have property taxes, <laughs> insurance, right. upkeep, all those things that was coming with the uh-huh. house. Uh huh. Okay. So I'd sit down with the qualified. Yeah, well, and I want to make sure the- you still have money to go out to lunch with your your friends and that sort of stuff, right? I mean, right. you still have some life. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Paula. Sorry to hear yeah. about your husband. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. But, yeah. I thank you for your advice. I All appreciate right. it. Glad you really glad you called, Paula, and um, we wish you the best. And I tell you, it's Pat. It's we've been. Doing, there are certain people that I really really feel good about being able to help, and it's um it's particularly in times, um when someone loses a spouse, when there's a terminal illness diagnosis, it's those sort of things when it all kind of like. Yes, when it or 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 if they're having uh, children issues, adult children issues, that happens often. Um, You're kidding! I don't know what that's like. <laughs> well, there's degrees of everything, uh, isn't there? There's is, degrees that, of everything. Uh, let's. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll take some more calls, and we're going to talk about the crazy market, uh, stock market that we've seen. Uh, stick around for more. All worth money matters. You're listening, to Scott Hanson, Pat McLean of All Worth Financial. Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen. Pat McLean. Uh, so this this week, apparently, some clarity returned to the stock market. Yes. <laughs> what does that right mean? Way, when you say clarity, you mean that it can go down? I don't know what I meant by that. Uh, it could go sanity down. return to the stock market. Perfect. That's a better word to use there. Because yeah. if you look the month the month of August, the broad stock market had its best month August in like thirty since no, it's back in the nineteen thirties, nineteen thirty eight, I think it was, before you found another August with that kind of gains. Like more than seven percent growth. I mean the amount of growth from the bottom of the market to the top was about 55% increase on the broad. Spectacular. Spectacular. And the last number of, of weeks, it just feels like like every day it just kind of keeps going higher, and particularly driven by these tech companies. Like, I mean, at some point in time, you think, I mean, companies have to, they're going to have to grow into those profits at some, they're going to have to keep growing the profits. I mean, it's, I always find it peculiar because people sometimes I'll see somebody somewhere and when the markets are going up, Scott, what do you think of the stock market? Oh, it's great. And I'm, I always think I care much more about the earnings of the companies and the underlying economy. Because? Be- over the long term, the stock prices are going to reflect that more than anything. So if the stock price gets above its earnings for too long, for too long, because what are you buying when you buy a stock? You're buying the future earnings of the company. Or what someone else in the future might be willing to pay for it. That's a momentum That's a momentum play. Well, that's what... But that's what's and happening. You, and if you look at uh, the amount of individual traders, the individuals trading stocks now has been like at an all-time high. You got uh, apps like uh, Robinhood, yeah. uh, and all the big firms came out with free trading months back. So people are... Like Schwab and Fidelity and TD Ameritrade and doing all kinds of trades and uh, the people that don't, haven't had a lot of experience. And by the way, the studies show that the more trades you make a year, the less your returns are going to be. Not the better. So uh, I, I'll, we'll discuss this and then we're going to talk about this conversation I had with my 24-year-old son about trading. So over the long term, the value of a stock or broad market indices is predicated on the earnings of the companies, the profit centers, either from that individual company or that broad indice. So when the stock price gets either too high or too low against those earnings, it will cause the price of that indices or that stock to come back to its equilibrium, right? Which is its expected growth rate. So when you see, you know, this it kind of reminds me of the dot com I mean, bubble. We were all 
we are at new highs in the middle of this coronavirus Which pandemic. Had, like no relationship or connection. I mean, unless you're Nancy Pelosi, you can't even get your hair cut in California. Um, that was uncalled for. Unless <laughs> Sorry, I just couldn't. <laughs> so, no, but that was. Uncalled. I was about to say you can't even go out to eat in many counties. Okay. In the state that okay. we live, okay. reside in, which okay. is true. All right, I'm helping you here, Scott. So that, um, so then you say, well, Pat. Is that the only thing that drives it? No, what ha- what drives it actually also is the alternative investments. So right now, if you buy the 10-year treasury, it's good, you're going to earn about seven-tenths of a percent, which is considered a risk-free 10-year return. And if you buy bonds, you're going to get a low. And residential real estate is doing well, but not in all sectors. Commercial real estate has been particularly hard hit with the exception, with the exception of warehouses, um, it, and some, some multifamily development. You mean the rents by them? Or, yes. Yes, correct. Yeah, correct. So, so the fact that we had the stock market kept hitting high after high, day after day, like twenty days in a row. In an economy, high, like in an economy which is obviously struggling. Some people are doing really well. Some industries are doing really well, but there's so many that are doing poorly. So the question is, is this being driven by online trading, the individual investor? Yeah, partially. But we certainly saw things change when we Dow taking a thousand point swing and that sort of stuff, which we hadn't seen in a long time. Not since the beginning of the pandemic. That felt like a long time ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago, actually. It just feels that way, right? Like a lifetime <laughs> like ago. Like a year that will never end. I was listening to somebody. Do you realize the impeachment was this calendar year as well? I mean, we've had everything. There's been everything this calendar year. And we're only in the first part of September. It's like we're only two-thirds of the way through this year. What else is coming? It is a bizarre year, isn't yes. it? Yes. So, But, I, it, but you know, it's funny. So, Pat, it was like midday Thursday. Markets are off. And I said to Pat, you see the market? And he said, oh, that's fantastic. I think you said it's Fantastic. Fantastic. That it's down a thousand points, and you. Why would I say that? Why would I say that, Scott? Why would I say that's fantastic? Well, because a couple of reasons. One is you believe that investors do well by being long-term investors, not by short-term. Study after study shows that it just doesn't help short-term stuff, right? That's correct. And two, when the market, when the stock prices keep going up, when the underlying fundamentals aren't going up, it just doesn't. It's not sustainable. It creates it can, for a it, larger bubble. If you go back in the in the two thousands when the stock when the home prices kept going higher and higher and higher, it was at a time when rents were not changing and earnings were relatively stable too. So those weren't increasing at the same value at the same level of home prices. So you you see how in the world do home prices keep going up without the underlying rents? And then what do we see happen this time around? It's much different. Rent rents have been increasing in some areas faster than home prices have. Um, so so I, I, I don't get nervous about rising home prices now. Like I was nervous back in the 2000s. And when you get the stock market rising... Without underlying earnings increasing at the same pace, this divergence will actually create and bubbles. I think part of it is... And Scott, I like the fact that there's risk in the market. Anytime that... Anytime that an investment activity begins to feel like it has no risk is when uh, stupidity takes over. No matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. That's if it's, right. if I've heard people say, well, this, this is a no fail investment. I'm like, ah, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> like, how could this go wrong? I'm like, I don't even have enough time in a year to actually make a list of all the things or do I know? So, I'm, well, I, and I, I think, got, I think the, if there's any company that kind of can point to euphoria have been driving this market, it would be Tesla. Tesla, the stock, at least as of, as of last Monday, if I hadn't looked at it through the end of the week, but it gained roughly 500% in 2020. 500, grew five-fold in 2020. Are they selling five times as many cars? Well, this is, I just think they came into profitability this year, did They're they barely not? profitable. In the last year, the shares have gained over a 1,000% increase, 10, 10x. It's, I just don't understand this. So they announced the stock split. Why not, right? And it went up even more. 
I don't get it. It I, went up it, 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 through through August 11th through last Monday. The, the shares had rallied 81. percent It's uh, it, it, what can justify that stock price for their earnings or even their future earnings? This thing is priced like uh, Ford, uh, General Motors, uh, and I think all the car companies combined. Combined, all of them combined. It's crazy. It's nuts. Well, a lot of it has been propped up because these. They, these car companies have, and I'm no expert in this stuff, but they have to have a certain amount of electric vehicles and they can buy credits, use credits to have someone else manufacture for them. So that's in part what's been happening. These, it's these regulations have, have helped awesome. drive the demand for Tesla vehicles. All right. Well, don't, if you're under the age, if you're over the age of 25, please don't buy Tesla stock. If you're under the age of 25, buy a couple and just take a beating. And it'll, it'll be a lifelong I mean, who knows what, learning experience. A- a- Amazon certainly is a company that surprised everyone and grew into its expectations. Group, right? And there's ah, fair enough. So maybe if you want to allocate a little bit to Tesla, just don't go over. I wouldn't. But you just you. But Amazon grew into it's it. It's already priced perfer- to perfection. Okay. All right. So. You think solar panels are a good? I mean, that's been. A- well, before we go on to the calls, if you'd like to join the show, eight three three ninety nine worth. I was talking to my oldest son, who is a. Uh, he graduated from college two years ago. I think he's twenty four or twenty five. I should know that. He should know. If I was a better father, I probably would. Um, but uh, we were, we were talking about his younger brother, who's a sophomore in college, and I said, "Oh yeah, he's trading. He's day trading." And my my oldest son says, "Ah." Every sophomore I ever knew would day trade. He says it's just a phase everyone goes through in college. They day trade. And I'm like, yeah. Come to think of it, all three of my boys, really, my daughter didn't. Yeah, all three of my boys, nephews, sophomore, they all start day trading. Almost all of them. My son never day trade. He never day trade. Well, he plays online poker. Okay, so does he really? Not only does he play <laughs> online poker, he studies. So is my- he good at it? He You'll won never this know, tournament the other day with 200 people. Did he, did he win Several any hour money? T- he turned $2 into, it turned $5 into 200 or something like that. Wow, that's not bad. He plays very small stakes. Okay. Um, for now. <laughs> for now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a tip, I mean, same with his friend, a recent college grad from a prestigious school. There's just hardly any jobs do. out there. He's like, oh. I should have studied engineering or mathematics. Is that what he I said? said? He said that to me. I said, does that interest you? He says, well, not really. I said, well, just have a little patience. It's not, this season won't last forever. But so he's taking part of his time. He's, and he's, he's studying. I said, what have you been doing? I've been studying. Studying what? Studying poker. He's all these online courses on, on understanding the game of poker. So proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. Oh, Blake, your father's joking, Blake. Your parents love you very, very much. You know, there's part of me, I I am, one of the things that is fun about being a parent is that every kid turns out differently. They're they're all their own people. When they're young, you have these ideals about how their life's going to be and they grow up. And I just try to enjoy the experience. And uh, like, just, I tell them like, son, just don't get into trouble financially because gambling is not a good. Yes. Out of all the vices you should pick up, son, gambling is not one of the ones high on my Anyways, list. Anyways, let's, uh, I don't know how we got sidetracked there, but let's, uh, but he doesn't day trade. Well, so. it's all form of quasi risk entertainment. Actually, I would consider um, playing poker less gambling than uh, trading <laughs> I, stocks. I, I think you might be right. <laughs> one of my sons my trades options. They have options. They trade options. They too. trade options. My, my nephew was trying to tell me how they worked. <laughs> he was trying to tell you how options work. <laughs> I looked at him. I kind of just looked at him. Like, stared at him. Did I just stared at him. No, oh, that's listen. fascinating. That's fascinating. I said, yeah, why don't you talk uh, to me in a couple of years? Pass, that's fascinating. We'll pass, talk about that in a couple of years. Pass the uh, mashed what potatoes. All right, let's go. Let's go back. To the, the, the although at your house, you're like pass the tofu. In my house, yeah, we have mashed potatoes. I thought your wife was a vegan. She's not vegan. Oh, she's vegetarian. She's a picketarian. Okay, a pescatarian. <laughs> <picketarian. laughs> yeah. So she'll only eat something. She started eating chicken a number of years ago oh. as she got a little older and found that the protein was good for her. So okay. she eats chicken. Okay. 
and vegetables. <laughs> okay. And eggs and cheese. Okay, all right. I'm sorry I asked. Let's go to Mark. All right, we're going to talk to Mark. Uh, Mark, uh, thanks for joining All Worth Money Matters. Well, good morning, and thank you for taking my call. Thank you for joining us. I'm retired military. Okay. I'm retired military, and my wife and I live on my military retirement pay and Social Security. And we do have a fairly um, substantial stock portfolio and some other investments as a backup Good for you. to the pension and Social Security income. So my question is, what are the considerations in deciding whether or not to pay off the remaining $128,000, 3.5% mortgage on our home, which would make us totally debt-free? Well, one is... If you really like the idea of having your home paid, that's a biggie, actually, if you can afford it. But uh, is your pension, what's the, what's the survivor benefits on your pension, your military pension? I have subscribed to what they call the survivor benefit plan, and my wife will get 50% of my pension okay. at my passing. Okay. Well, that's a consideration, right? That's a biggie. And what would her uh, Social Security be if you were to pass away? Probably bump uh, up to yours. The highest highest of the benefit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about uh, low 30s. And how old are you both? I'm uh, 71 and she's 69. And how much money do you have in the substantial investment portfolio? Uh, in, in stocks, a little over $2 million, And then there's another inherited investment that I'd rather not touch that's about 800000 And any of this in uh, bonds? <laughs> Very little of my uh, stock portfolio was in bonds. In in the inherited money, any of that in bonds? No. So when it you doesn't say, matter what you do. Yeah. Well, very little. Um, so thirty, forty. How much money do you have in cash in the bank? Uh, one hundred and forty thousand. Okay. Oh, well, that's well, easy. And. Uh, why not use that $140,000 in the bank to pay off the mortgage? My previous money manager's argument against paying the mortgage off is the time value of money, number one, and number two, use at 3.5% mortgage, uh, use the 128 you would pay off to invest and earn more than three. Well, then why haven't okay. you taken the 140000 that's in the bank? Why is that in the bank so, and not invested? So, Mark, here's what I want you to do. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Based upon that, why? Based upon what, the argument you just put our way, why do you have so much cash in the bank? Well, yeah, where did that come from? We we just moved into the new home, and I set aside quite a bit for landscaping and outfitting the house, and, and that's what's left over. Here's and my I haven't <clears throat> moved it yet. My biggest. So, if I were your financial guy, my my number one concern was to make sure that Mark and his wife can utilize the, the, the benefits of their hard working and their hard savings in this season of life. That'd be my number one, cons- my number one goal, right? So you've saved, you've got 3 million bucks saved. You've got a home almost paid off. I don't know what your pension is, but I imagine it's a decent amount pension. You got a great pension. You served many years with the country, which we appreciate greatly. So, she, so you've got great cash flow. Um, it's really the bigger question is like, what's the point? What's the three million dollars for? Yeah, what's the idea of that? Who's that going to go I mean, to? We can when work you on go? we can work on growing your net worth so it's as big as possible when you die. But what's the objective with these? Yeah, dollars? what what? Uh, we have we we don't touch that really. We live off the military understand and Social Security, and so that will just be inherited by our, our children. To be honest, and how many kids do you have? Two. Okay, and uh, will they spend these dollars in the same? Will they save it forever like you? Or will they spend it? <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, uh, no, no. I, I, the reason I'm chuckling is our, our daughter needs it, and our our son can is just doing fine. Yeah, our, yeah. our daughter will, will will benefit greatly. Okay, so here's what I would do. So let's just walk through this. I would take the hundred and forty thousand dollars yeah. and pay off the. Well, they want to do some landscaping. He already said they, they this was left over after doing all that. Correct? Is that what you said? Yeah, it's all done. So what you That's here's correct. the it's the done. thing I just heard from you is that we don't touch that. We live off our pension and social security. So the, ding in my mind, I think 
if you have no mortgage payment, you now have more discretionary income on a monthly basis. Which means you spend more on yourself. Which means you enjoy more okay. of life. Maybe. Well, maybe you can't. Maybe you're not wired to fly in first class. Maybe you maybe are not. Maybe that's not an enjoyable factor for many that, people. Maybe. Right? Maybe you don't ever want to buy a brand new car. Maybe. Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Or a new tractor. Or whatever. I don't know. Whatever you're doing. Whatever. <laughs> Money's... But, but so here's, here's why I would pay off. I agree with Scott. Paying off that mortgage is going to allow you more disposable income to live on a monthly basis to enjoy more. Um, I will give you a, a financial reason to do it. I want you to lend me $128,000 at a half a percent, Mark, and then I'm going to lend it back to you at three and a half percent. How does that sound? That's not a good deal. Okay, that's what you just did. With the mortgage. That's what you did with the mortgage. You lent it to a bank, and then you borrow back from another bank at seven times the amount that you lent it to the bank for on a good day. Because you're, what you're getting in that account is probably less than 1%, probably a half a percent, unless you're going to an ally Correct. or a synchrony. So t tomorrow... I would move $128,000, pay that mortgage off. Then I would spend every bit of disposable income that actually came into that household. And then I'd sit down with my wife and I'd talk about a gifting program to you. Or, and then say, is there something, if we had another 10,000 year in income, was there something else we would do? Is there anything in our life that we've been skimping on? Because the reason you have these dollars, Mark, is because you've skimped over the years. It's not easy to accumulate money. It's hard, Right. And you know there were months when you went without other things and other experiences because that saving was important to you, right? That's correct. We've always been taught yeah. my kids yeah. two things. It's Spend less than you earn. Right. Use credit wisely, number two. And number three, understand the difference between requirements and desirements. Oh, requirement beautiful. Reliable transportation and a desirement is a BMW 740. We drive Chevrolet. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. So... I like that. So you have gotten to the place that you, you've achieved the goal. You have achieved it. You are confident you are never going to run out of money. Is that a fair statement? That is correct. Okay. We're going to pay your house off. That's going to give you even more confidence that your financial security is secure. Then we want you to step back for a minute and say, if I had another 10, 20, $30,000 a year. Maybe just some of, the, some of the dividends on your stock portfolio. What would I do with it? And maybe maybe you won't touch it. Maybe you don't want to spend it. But maybe... You should have the conversation. Yeah. Because you're of that place Or, now. to your point, something about charity. Maybe say, maybe we should gift a little to a charity each year now. Or, or maybe gift a little to our daughter. Maybe now. gift a little to my daughter and my son now. Or... Maybe take some of that $800,000 in inheritance and set them up. I don't know your children, right? I don't know if money would help or hurt the situation, but it's worth a conversation between you and your wife. Okay. Because you've got it. You're in a phenomenal position. You, you can do nothing with your finances, which, and that's, it's your, the nice thing is, Mark, it's your money. You saved it. You've got the right to do whatever you want. If you want to invest it aggressively the rest of your life, and you want to keep the mortgage? You can do that. It's your it's your money. You want to put it in, in cash and bury it in the backyard? That's your prerogative too. You it's your it's your money to do it. But I think we've we've ex, we've seen enough couples at this stage in life that we think that you could you can get more uh, benefits from those dollars than what you're doing now. And not not necessarily spend it on yourself. Maybe some on yourself. Maybe not. But maybe. Maybe you save more than you're ever going to need. So maybe you can watch what might be able to transpire with these dollars while you're still living in this next season of your life, as opposed to once you're dead and gone, and then then it's going somewhere and someone's going to spend it and you're not going to see how, you're not going to enjoy any, watching any of that. Mark, I am 57 years old and I grew up with a scarcity mindset, right? Scott talked earlier about how I would negotiate at a Jiffy Lube to get an oil change cheaper. You probably are able to do it yourself because you're probably a, more of a man than I am. I can't <laughs> change my own oil. But it, this scarcity mindset will never leave you. 
you have to actually work through it. It will never, ever leave you, which is one of the reasons you have this money saved up and you're in a good financial situation. Probably one of the reasons that you stayed in the military, not only to serve your country, is that you knew if you, you did a long career, you'd have a nice pension at the end of it. Yes. But things are no longer scarce. That's correct. Right. And so it's, a, as Scott said, you can do anything you want. You'll be fine either which way. But I address the, the deeper issue, which is, look, you've arrived. Do, do I want to change the way I actually live? Not dramatically, just and a maybe, little. Maybe, maybe it has nothing to do with your own personal consumption. Maybe you don't want to change that one dime. Maybe you want to give more to charity. Maybe you want to give more to you. said your daughter needs some help. If, if you started gifting some monies to your, and I could make an argument as to why that actually makes, may make sense based upon where estate taxes may go in the future, where you start gifting 10,000, 13,000 to the limit to both your daughter and son from both you and your wife on an annual basis. Uh, they're going to get this money anyway. Yes. And she could use it now. To Thank be you. Thank you. Thank you. And if she's a good person and these are really, it's not going to ruin the situation. It's going to make it better. The thing that you yes. need to be aware of, it's hard to treat each of the children differently because it will create animosity. So while your son may not need it, you may end up giving some to him as well. We, we've always kept it even. Okay, equal. perfect. That's the first place I'd go with this. Pay that, the mortgage off. You know, it's interesting, Mark. Um, the mortgage is irrelevant. It and is. I think the first thing I said, it's not going to matter. It's, it really won't matter. But it this, should do but it. But this, you should do it. But... <laughs> but um, you and your wife working through this, and this is going to take some homework, right? These are these are money is a very personal issue, um, but I really believe that if you you and your wife spend some time there and just start testing the waters and just do a couple little things, you might find it can be, it can might it might bring a tremendous amount of financial freedom in your life. So the point you're making is to go ahead and pay off the mortgage right. and use the in, in, the increased yearly income because yeah. there is no mortgage to do good things. And, no, and no, 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 no. We're, we're of- saying spend that on yourself. <laughs> we're talking about digging into that $2.8 million that you have saved. And maybe using a bit and of maybe that. maybe using a bit of that to help your kids out or to give to a charity. Yeah. And spend more on yourself. We want you to crack the bottle of that $2.8 million it's and go- take a big it's gonna drink. Be gi- it's going to be given to somebody. Yeah. The question is, you wait till you die or do you give some of it now and watch what happens? And my guess is you'll get more joy out of giving it to your children today than you will waiting. And you'll so. clearly learn more. So I appreciate the call. Yeah, glad you called. Unfortunately, we are out of time. It's, I really enjoyed the program today. We've got some good calls. Uh, just uh, We've got a fantastic personalized learning platform on our website. And if you haven't been there in a while, I think it's really helpful. It's primarily around retirement issues. So we think you can find benefits. Anyway, we're out of time. We'll see you next week. This has been Allworth's Money Matters. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.